The Gospel according to John. Hear now the good news. So he came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews do not share the things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman. But no one said, What do you want? Or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Surely no one has brought him something to eat. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Do you not say four months more than comes the harvest? But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life, so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. 
I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please pray with me. Dear Lord, I pray that the words that I preach, the words that we receive in our hearts, the words that guide our actions this week, and every day of our lives. Lord, help those words let us be the living water of your love for all our neighbors, for all the world, helping us to serve and to receive and to live with courage and hope in uncertain times. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In our Lent midweek services, our theme has been, Let the Living Water Lead Us, as we celebrate how we are forgiven anew each day in the waters of our baptism to live in Christ and let Christ live in us. The theme of living water also comes from our gospel story today, as Jesus tells the Samaritan woman at the well that he is the source of living water. Water that will become in his disciples a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. But what does that exactly mean, that Jesus is living water in us? What does it look like to let Christ live in us, to let the living water lead us? We get a glimpse of what it looks like in the story today. When Jesus crosses boundaries to be in relationship with a woman whom the world has told him is a nobody, an outsider, someone who doesn't deserve God's love and grace. Jesus told Nicodemus last week that God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And in today's story, Jesus backs those words up with action showing God truly wants to save the whole world, not just one people or another. You see, Jesus doesn't just bump into the Samaritan woman. He chooses to travel through Samaria on his way from Judea in the south back to Galilee in the north. Jewish people normally went out of their way to avoid the territory of the Samaritans, as they were seen as unclean and even as enemies of the Jewish people. There had been animosity and even violence between the Jewish people and Samaritans for hundreds of years. So why would Jesus want to travel through such a hostile place? Well, Jesus traveled through Samaria so he could testify to God's love for all the world. Not only in his action words, but also in his actions. He is living out God's love for all people by speaking, teaching, and witnessing to a woman who would have been the ultimate outsider. She was a woman, and Jewish men were definitely not supposed to speak directly with any woman outside their family or spend time alone with them, especially a Samaritan woman. But Jesus crosses these boundaries to strike up a conversation 
asking her for a drink of water from the well, which was another taboo for Jewish people because they didn't use the same thing as the Samaritans as they considered them unclean. But Jesus disregards the risks of being seen as unclean and asks for a drink from the woman who is understandably confused. But she stays and she listens. And in their conversation, Jesus reveals himself to be the living water of God, the promised Messiah. Now, Jesus doesn't reveal this to the esteemed teacher, Nicodemus. No, he reveals it to this complete outsider, this unnamed woman, because unlike Nicodemus, she is willing to see the new thing God is doing and to let God change her. She doesn't hide her meeting with Jesus like Nicodemus does, but she runs to her village and witnesses to her neighbors about what Jesus has said. And what happens? Jesus is invited to stay by people who are the sworn enemies of his people. And he does indeed stay with them. He stays for two days with a people whom his people considered unclean and beneath them. And the Samaritans of that village, they become the first and only group of people to declare him the Savior and the entire Gospel of John. So what does it mean to have the living water of Jesus live in us? It means, as we learn in our Gospel today, to let God's way of love for our neighbor and for the world live in us. It means we ignore the boundaries between us and we treat one another as children of God. We see the world through God's eyes, where each one of us is worth loving, worth saving, worth being in relationship with. Seeing through God's eyes, we see Jesus in our neighbor and offer our bucket of water no matter how different our neighbor may be from us. We see their thirst and we act to help them. And when we do so, we participate in God's way of love and we receive the gift of the living water flowing forth, giving us eternal life, not just for heaven, but for here and now. I know this church has experienced that living water, the water that gives life in the here and now because I have seen you devote your time, attention, and resources towards serving others at a capacity far beyond what congregations twice your size are able to muster. You have a joy for serving others that gives life to you and to the congregation. At this time of uncertainty and crisis in our nation and our world, God needs you to be that living water for each other and for our neighbors in the here and now. Although we must act with the utmost caution and refrain from taking unnecessary risks that would expose ourselves and others to harm, we can make a difference and be the light of Christ in the world. I posted a link on our website where you can sign up to call others and check in on how they are doing. It seems like a small thing, but it will make a world of difference at a time when we will naturally feel disconnected from each other. It will also help us to keep tabs on each other and know if one of us needs assistance with food, supplies, or getting medical care. 
You can also serve by being one of the people willing to pick up supplies or groceries for those that are not able or those who are at a higher risk from the virus. I will also be working with our partners at the Lamb Center and Bright Paths to identify ways that we at Christ Lutheran can support their work and also serve our neighbors in need during this difficult time. Like the woman at the well, we can testify a witness to Christ's love in our words and actions, especially at a time when much of the world is tempted to look the other way. Yet we also learn from the story that we all need help at times, too. Jesus wasn't shy about asking the Samaritan woman for help when he was in need, and neither should we. This is a time to be the church together, giving and receiving Christ's love. Please let me know if you'd like prayer or need assistance. That is what we are here for. That is what community is all about. If Jesus can ask for help, so can we. In the midst of this tumultuous week, this story has also been a reminder of hope for me, as well as a lesson on how we live in the waters of Christ's love. You see, I visited Jacob's Well when I visited Palestine in 2013, and I had the chance to drink from the very same well that's in our gospel for today. Over the well is a church that has sadly been the site of violence and even murder, and surrounding the church is the city of Nablus, which has been a hot spot for clashes between the Israelis and Palestinians for years. Around the church are also large refugee camps of Palestinians who lost their homes decades ago and who have been living in limbo ever since. It is a place that you would expect people's guard to be up and people to be wary of strangers in their midst. But when we arrived, we were greeted with open arms and welcomed to take a drink from the well. Nothing was roped off. All were welcome. Instead of treating us with fear and suspicion, they welcomed us as though we were one of them. And the people of the well, the people of Nablus and the church, they keep going, trusting in God and living with courage and hope in the midst of suffering and uncertainty. May we do the same and keep our faith, hope, and trust in the one who never, never leaves our side, who is present in times of joy and of sorrow, the one who promises that pain and death will never have the last word for us or for our world. Let the living waters of Christ lead us. Thanks be to God. Amen.